There's a book by J.I. Packer. It's not about self-pity, but I love the title. It's um, Take God Seriously. Mm, okay. And like that's part of the, the antidote for self-pity, for taking your self-pity too seriously. Take God seriously. That's what we need to take seriously. Mm, wow, that's great. What does he say? He says you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like that's why David could get up after his sins with, with adultery, with murder. And I always read those and think, why didn't he just stay down a little longer and beat himself up more <laughs> and show everyone how sorry he was? Yeah. That would like help justify him. But he didn't believe in his own ability to justify himself. He believed in God's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And he's just able to get up and move on with his life. Like that's so powerful <clears throat> to me. Yeah, I think that just that in itself, what you just said, is powerful in general, whether it's pity or whatever it is. Like when we have a moral failure, we have sin in life. There's nothing we can do to justify ourselves, Mm-mm. right? Christ is the justifier. He's the only one that can do it. And so we need to be seeking him for that justification and not trying to find it in ourselves or find it in someone else. And when we find it in him, that's when we have the ability to get out of whatever it is we're in, whether it's a self-pity mm-hmm. pit, whether it's a, a pit of sin, mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're in, like seeking Christ, the only justifier um, is the only way to get us out of that funk mm-hmm. that we're in. Y'all, welcome to another episode of Bumper Sticker Faith. My, my name is Louis Dooley. This is my brother Sam Key over here. What's up, All brother? Right. Now, do you like my new hat? I do, man. That's yeah. pretty snack. Yeah. I like the fact that it, it looks like it's kind of like the old, like whitewash look or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like what was that called back in the day? Stonewash. Stonewash. It kind of yeah. looks stonewash, but not <laughs> a lot of the it, other color. It looks used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's but cool. But it's though. not because it's new. So I guess I'm so it's a like, little inauthentic. No, I mean, that's that, that look. I got a hat like that, too, yeah, a bull's yeah. hat. And it's all, like, wrinkled up and old looking. But yeah. it, it was new. But I like that look. So it's a, yeah. it's a good look. It's, but it's the same style hat. It's the same style. Company from Boston that I get these hats from, they're they're not cheap. So they, ha- what, um, they happen every once in a while. What style of hat is that called? Scally cap. A scally? Yeah. A scally hat. Like a scally wag? Is that what scally wag? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't even know what a scally wag is. I don't know, but, but I've been called it before. <laughs> yeah, I've been called much worse than that. So, yeah. <laughs> man, well, today, man, what are we talking about, brother? Let's talk about self-pity. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was having a good day, and now you're going to ruin it. <laughs> self-pity. All right, well, kick us off then. Self-pity is something that I think everyone has within themselves a capability of, of falling into. Uh, random, random quote off the internet from uh, Helen Keller, not that she was on the internet, but she said, Helen Keller, who is blind and deaf, obviously, said, self-pity is our worst enemy, and mm. if we yield to it, we can never do anything wise in this world. Wow. Those are some pretty strong words. Our worst enemy, and if we yield to it, we can never do anything wise in the world. And as I was uh, driving here today, I remembered what... Uh, my pastor Colin Smith says about self-pity and he calls it the dragon of self-pity. The dragon? The dragon. I like that, man. I like that too because (laughs) because dragons are like, I mean, they're they're ferocious, right? They're horrible. Mm -hmm. You'd hate to have a dragon, but also they're like mythological too in the sense that 
are they real? Are they not real? <laughs> you, you know, when you get into self, you should ask them that next time. You know? you see. <laughs> but in the realm of self pity, though, it's like self pity. Part of it is you making something very real out of something that maybe isn't real, but yet it becomes this real dragon that's yeah, consuming or making a things. mountain out of a mole here. yeah like it exists but it's really small but yeah. you're being a drama queen or drama king and making yeah. it gigantic yeah, yeah. so i so i like that image of a dragon mm-hmm. and i think towards the end <laughs> towards the end of this we'll uh we'll talk about uh, how to tame your dragon wow <laughs> you know there's a kids movie series from my, my kids used to watch it a decade or so ago uh, how to tame your dragon. So uh, I maybe, thought it was how to train your dragon. Train your dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to I've train seen, your dragon. I've seen yeah, a couple yeah. of those. Man, yeah. there's some cute little dragons on good. there, man. They're yeah, pretty good. I, I would take one of those dragons. So maybe we'll uh, uh, talk about that so we can help people uh, with self-pity, the fighting one, self-pity. The one thing that comes to my mind about a dragon is they destroy. Mm. And if mm-hmm. pity, self-pity is likened to a dragon, <clears throat> self-pity can destroy you. Yeah. You know, kind of going off Keller's, um, Helen Keller's thing is that you can't do anything wise. Yeah. If you're in the pit of yeah. self-pity, um, then a dragon Ooh, will destroy you. The pit of self-pity. The pit Remember of self-pity. That. Remember yeah. that. Mm. Wow. So I have a friend named Brent Alderman, and um, he's a PhD in psychology. And mm. I asked him um, yesterday his thoughts about self-pity just quickly. And off the top of his head, uh, this is what he said. There's there's a lot a lot here to unpack, but uh, he said self pity could be described as a negative inflation. Hmm. So the ego has an exaggerated sense of its worth, but in the direction of worthlessness. So like normally you think of being in your your ego being inflated as you think, mm-hmm. oh I'm so great, I'm Superman, yeah. I can, I'm so much better than everybody else. But with self pity, you're still your ego is still inflating, but not towards the positive direction but towards a negative Mm. direction so it's like the opposite yeah like the opposite Mm, okay but he says rather than self-aggrandizement which is how we usually think of inflation there is a self-pity which is still exaggerating the importance of yourself but in the negative direction and he says and i'm i've really been trying to uh mull on this he says you're it's still a state of possession so like you're still being possessed mm-hmm. in your unconscious, he would say, by this like archetype, by this mm. dragon. Mm. It's still possessing you, still controlling you. You don't even realize realize it, but it's dragging mm. you into dragon, dragging, <laughs> <laughs> dragging <clears throat> you down into this uh, self pity, this worthlessness. So I was thinking mm. like, I don't know if that makes sense, but as I just think about it, it's you you your ego's inflated not towards thinking you're good but thinking you're bad but that's still like puffing you up in some way yeah i mean because you're like i'm the worst of the worst yeah you know it's 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 not coincidental that we be talking about that this morning because just yes i got some things going on in my life right now that's really been dragging me down mentally and even spiritually and then yesterday my car breaks down for a second time Mm. And and I was just telling my wife, like, right now, I wish there was one thing in my life that's going good. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, here we go. There like we I'm, go. I'm just, I just jumped in the pit and yeah. I'm throwing a party. Yeah. And it's all about look at me. 
the one who nothing is going right in life, mm-hmm. which would be the opposite of if everything's going right for me, I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, like, yeah. man, I got it. Like, everything is great. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Mm-hmm. And here's all the great things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But then the opposite is true when the pity, but it's like I throw myself a pity mm-hmm. party. Just throwing myself in the pit. And you're right. Mm-hmm. It is like a form of um, like putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. like puffing yourself down, mm-hmm. you know, like being puffed up or being mm-hmm. puffed down, but having the same, you kind of want the same effect. You want people to yep. like join in this yep. with you. That's the thing about self-pity. It's mm-hmm. not just you and your misery. It's like, that's the thing that like you, you want other people to notice. <laughs> it's a very like <laughs> yeah. extroverted thing because mm-hmm. you want attention. You want validation. You want the validation of being the worst sufferer ever. Yeah. I, well, I can, <laughs> you know? like, so for me, that wouldn't be true. What I'm seeking, you know, being honest, what I'm seeking when I'm trying to draw the crowd towards me is that they help me get out the pit. Okay. You know, so I don't like being in the pit. And if I don't make it be known that I'm in the pit, then how do I get out? Mm-hmm. That's my thought. So it's like, I need other people to be grabbing my arms and my hands mm-hmm. as I'm reaching up to throw me a rope or a ladder or something and help me get mm-hmm. out of this pit so that I can be free. And, and getting out of the pit is equal to whatever these issues are that there start to be resolutions mm-hmm. or solutions to them so then I can be free of this stuff that has me in the pit mm-hmm. to begin with. So it's always me. It's basically me um, ra- raising a white flag, surrendering, mm-hmm. saying, help, help. Yeah. You know, I need yeah. help, 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 help. That's actually, I mean, that's positive. And I said, that's not like the worst kind of self-pity because everybody has it in themselves. But it's, are you someone who uh, wants to get out Mm -hmm. or just wants to stay there because you like the attention and and so forth? And you like identifying with these these archetypes, as Brett Alderman says. And I was trying to think of, like, what are some Mm -hmm. of the archetypes or like the distillments of characters in the bible of of suffering mm-hmm. like jonah comes to mind as mm-hmm. a self-pity guy yeah at the end of jonah chapter four uh when god does this miracle and saves the ninevites and he has this mercy and and jonah's like he's mad about it he's Damn. angry and um he's like god how could you have pity on all this whole nation and save mm-hmm. them yeah and he's sitting there underneath this tree right that yeah. like withered and like a big plant big plant. that was shading from the sun yeah. and all of a sudden it just withered and god's <laughs> like you're more concerned about the plant than you are about all the people yeah that dude was something else. jonah was something else man but we get the spirit of jonah in us too that we uh, don't like the way things turned out and so we're gonna just sit and have a have a pity party yep Yep. Or Job. Job, uh, at times, it sounds like he um, maybe had a pity party. At yeah, times. And he had some major stuff going on in his life, did, unlike huh? anybody in the Bible that I can recall. Yeah. He had, he almost had a right, yeah. in a sense, to, yeah. like, to have pity. Yeah. Because it was to nothing. He didn't bring this stuff on himself, mm-hmm. unlike Jonah. He brought all the calamity on himself. So it's like, how are you going to be mm-hmm. having pity? when you're the one that caused Mm -hmm. this. That's the part of the, I think that's part of the key for Job though, is that yes, you can do everything right in life, but you're still a creature in a fallen world and God is still God and God still has the right to do whatever God wants to do. Mm -hmm. And are you accepting of that? Am I accepting of that? And part of getting out of self-pity is 
accepting the fact that I'm fallen. I live in a fallen world. God can do whatever he wants. As soon as you accept all that, that's part of the way to get out of the the pit of pity. But if you sit there and say, I didn't do it like Job did. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, okay, but that that's that's not helping it's it's yeah. like keeping you stuck mm-hmm. it's keeping you in that place uh judas came to mind too you mm. know uh, judas thought that he did the worst thing ever and maybe he did <laughs> yeah right maybe he yeah. did but he was like here's what i did and it leads simply to therefore i must kill myself yeah it's like no like peter denied jesus too but peter managed to say okay in some way or another, probably to himself, like yeah. I did this horrible thing, but I messed up. Yeah. And Jesus offers me forgiveness, so I guess I'll grab hold of his forgiveness, allow him to pull me out of the pit yeah. of pity. Yeah. But Judas just went, "No, I'm the worst person ever. Might as well just go hang myself." End of story. Yeah, that's tough, man. So there's these, yeah, these characters that that may be pulling at us and uh, keeping us in that state of possession. And uh, it's worth thinking about. Um, it's worth thinking about. So like with self-pity, you find your worth in, in being the person. This is how I look at it in my life. I struggle mm-hmm. with self-pity a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you find your worth in being the person who is best at knowing how far they fall short. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. when I sin, I want everybody to know that I know that I sinned. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm completely aware I'm the worst sinner. I know how, mm. and I can never do anything right. Oh, woe is me. And I, I want to, and I look to others so that they can probably say, oh, no, it's okay. You're not the worst to kind of, you know, validate me. Everybody fails. Everybody struggles. So I see self-pity in that sense as as a social kind of mm. extroverted issue. But so, so then that kind of person, the first thing that I see that self-pity does is it, it causes me to get my worth from feeling worthless almost, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But the second thing is, is that I take action not by taking responsibility and self-advocacy, but by continuing to manipulate people through self-pity. Mm-hmm. So here's what I mean by this. So like if I'm caught in self-pity, I could say, oh, woe is me. I always work so hard and I never get to take a break and and all these other bad things are happening to me. And, and I keep on that beat over and over until someone finally says, okay, here, have this. You can take a break. Here, you know, yeah. you know instead, and that's me using self-pity to manipulate the world to get what I want. Rather than just simply me taking responsibility and saying, nope, I'm going to take a break. I don't care if everything <clears throat> falls apart. Yeah. I don't care if you don't think that I don't deserve a break or, <clears throat> or whatever. Yeah. So taking responsibility for your actions. Um, so the first negative thing is you, you find your worth from worthlessness. And the second thing is you, instead of self-advocating, you just manipulate uh, through self-pity. And that ends up being a vicious uh, cycle because they they just feed on each other mm-hmm. and, and a way to break out of that is to like i said take responsibility for what you did wrong and or for or whatever you need to <clears> set <throat> right or for yeah. whatever you need to do and then once you take responsibility you feel good about yourself yeah you know and that helps lift you out of lift you out of that do so you, do you think it's possible there could be a third category 
Because I'm just sitting okay. here thinking, like, we kind of looking at the the person in self-pity that's looking for validation and getting something, manipulating. Then there's the other category of having self-pity, but then says, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to take responsibility on my own this, and then I'm just going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Is there a category of person that is in self-pity where they're, like, stuck, and they're not like the first category where they're trying to manipulate and they're also not the other category where they come to the point of I need to be responsible mm-hmm. and move on, but they just kind of stay in this pit and become like a recluse, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, it, do you think that is that possible? Maybe it's not possible. I mean, that could just be straightforward, just depression or despair. Okay. Which okay. is not necessarily self-pity. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's a more, you know, probably complicated, mm-hmm. dangerous, and needs a little more empathy mm-hmm. from from us yeah yeah okay uh, that okay. kind of person but i do think that the self-pity person yeah it's a little bit more <laughs> it's more like ego driven yeah more more like ego driven yeah yeah, yeah. you using your ego using this thing of self-pity to manipulate mm-hmm. and to get what you want you haven't given up yet that's just your go-to your mojo yeah okay and then but a danger too with that is when you get in that vicious cycle like when you're down in that self-pity place Sin is going to be knocking at your door oh, because you use it. that position as a way to justify doing whatever. Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm suffering so much. No one's paying attention. No one's validating me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares. So I might as well engage in this sin or Man, why not? It's going to feel good. Yeah. I might, I might as well comfort <laughs> myself because yep. nobody else is comforting me. Mm. Man, and so you dog. comfort yourself through sin rather than comforting yourself through doing what is right, taking responsibility, mm-hmm. standing up for yourself, mm. and so forth. So self-pity is, like if I were to summarize it, it's taking yourself too seriously. You just take yourself too seriously. You take your problems too seriously. Mm. And more specifically, you take your self-pity too seriously. <laughs> you take yeah. your self-pity too seriously. Because like I said, everybody has it. And if you're aware of it, that's like the first step. Like you, uh, from what you illustrated about you, you know, going down down into the pit and waiting and wanting other people to help you up, you're like aware of it, mm-hmm. and you want to get out of it. Yeah, right. And it reminds me of um, John chapter five, the guy who was paralyzed, mm. and the, the pool by the pool. Yeah, yeah, by the pool. Forgot to put my Bible right here. Yeah. But at the pool of Bethesda, and um, what are the first words Jesus says to him? He says, "Do you want to be healed?" Mm-hmm. And then the guy like makes some excuses, like, "Well, every time I could try to go to the water, yeah, people and it's beat stirred. him to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people beat me to it. Like that. That question is like a key question for like uh, for addicts groups, especially. They go to that mm-hmm. Alcoholics Anonymous and that. Do you want to be healed, <laughs> or do you prefer your self pity? Do you, do you like what your self-pity mm. is doing for you? Do you like the attention? Do you like yeah. whatever? Do you actually want to get up? Yeah. That guy, people like that, are they just take their self-pity too seriously yeah. in that they think, I mean, even if you are aware of it, you, you may say to yourself, well, I have all this self-pity. I must really be the worst person ever. <laughs> See, mm. there you go. You just proved mm. that I'm the worst person ever because I have all this self-pity. Yeah. It's like, no, don't take that self-pity too seriously. That can be forgiven. Don't pull a Judas. You know, mm. God. God can still love you. He can still. Amen. He can still um, forgive you and redeem you. There's a book by J.I. Packer. It's not about self pity, but I love the title. 
it's um, take God seriously. Mm, okay. And like that's part of the, the antidote for self-pity, for taking your self-pity too seriously. Take God seriously. That's what we need to take seriously. Mm, wow, that's great. What does he say? He says you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like that's why David could get up after his sins with with adultery, with murder. And I always read those and think, why didn't he just stay down a little longer and beat himself up more <laughs> and show everyone how sorry he was? Yeah. That would like help justify him. But he didn't believe in his own ability to justify himself. He believed in God's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And he's just able to get up and move on with his life. Like that's so powerful <clears throat> to me. Yeah, I think that just that in itself, what you just said is powerful in general, whether it's pity or whatever it is. Like when we have a moral failure, or we have sinned in life. There's nothing we can do to justify ourselves, Mm-mm. right? Christ is the justifier. He's the only one that can do it. And so we need to be seeking him for that justification and not trying to find it in ourselves or find it in someone else. And when we find it in him, that's when we have the ability to get out of whatever it is we're in, whether it's a self-pity mm-hmm. pit, whether it's a, a pit of sin, mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're in, like seeking Christ, the only justifier um, is the only way to get us out of that funk mm-hmm. that we're in. And trusting, trusting that justifier. Amen. And not not taking yourself too seriously, but God. I love what Psalm 2 verse 4 says. God looks at all the nations that are raging and have all these issues, and God laughs. Mm. Like, God doesn't take us seriously. We take yeah, ourselves yeah. way too seriously. It's not yeah. to say that there's not serious problems in this world. Yeah. There are serious problems. There are serious hurts and pains and issues. There are. But in comparison to God's power... And the reality that he can bring into a life to save us and to help us, you can they're laughable. Yeah. They're laughable. That that's that's huge. So self-pity, uh, it's that dragon, it's that soul leech mm. that wants to take away our mm. hope, suck it all away, our happiness, our <laughs> gratitude, our humor, again being able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Um, I think social media is a is a that's like the leech itself. That's the dragon. <laughs> that is that, that is a dragon. That's the dragon, man. I mean, it, is so social media? Could it be just like a self pity <clears throat> machine? It's the dragon. It looks innocent. Okay, you it's powerful. Yeah, but it's not gonna bite you, or so not the way you think it's gonna bite mm-hmm. you. It's not gonna blow its hot breath on you and just melt you away. Mm-hmm. It's gonna say, "Come on over here, like let's let's share all the fun and all the excitement." Let's get on our soapbox. Let's mm-hmm. let you just voice every opinion, every thought that you want, regardless of who cares and regardless mm-hmm. of you even caring. Just use me. Mm-hmm. And all the while, it's sitting back laughing like the opposite of a God laugh, of the devil laughing like mm-hmm. I got you. And I'm sucking you in farther mm-hmm. and farther. So And notice all these other people's <clears throat> things that they're posting and putting out. and Yeah, I mean, it all is cyclical. You know, yeah. it all goes in a, in a circle or a cycle. Yeah. So I think it's, I mean... Yeah. There is social media in itself isn't bad. It's an inanimate object, but it's an engine that in most cases drives people to do things that they wouldn't otherwise mm-hmm. do. So to me, I would say that's the dress the dragon. Yeah. Social media is the dragon. You know, I heard a, a, a pretty legit study study recently that the correlation between social media use and suicide rates among preteen girls, mm-hmm. like the, the suicide rate, has increased the most over the past decade for what population? Preteen girls. Mm. And it's related wow. to social media use. I mean, that's, mm. I mean, who can think of a, 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 like a happier, more positive population than preteen girls 
but because of social media and the dragon. Yeah, I mean, like, I think a lot is going on in the life of a, a preteen. I mean, preteens, period, but even a girl, because they're so conscious of the, like, guys typically don't care about how they yeah. look or what they wear, maybe until they're older, or maybe depending on what kind of family you're yeah. in. But I think for, for females, like, that's a very, image is a very big thing. And a, a preteen girl, I think, it's right there in their face, and then you got bullying and all this other stuff mm-hmm. going on. It makes sense to me why I would that that specific population that would be high like that, especially if it's it is connected to this dragon of, mm-hmm. of social media. So here's some signs that you uh, might be uh, <laughs> uh, caught up in too much self pity. One, you you uh, find it hard to laugh at yourself. Mm. This is me. This is probably probably still me, but. It really was me years ago, and and I'm trying to break out of this. Just being able to laugh at myself, like yeah. I'm I'm a human. I'm falling, and it's not that you're minimizing your sins mm. or your mistakes. You're not, yeah. but you're recognizing that um, you're you're only a person. You're not perfect. Another one is that you crave drama. Hmm. You know anybody <laughs> anybody like that? They just crave drama. Mm-hmm. You crave sympathy. You live in the past is another one. You know, there's no present for you. There's no future. It's just mm-hmm. all about the past. And yeah, woe is me. Look at all these bad things that's happened to yep. me. Yep. <clears throat> like Job's friends were trying to do mm-hmm. with them. You know, look at all this stuff. God don't love you. Why are you serving yeah. this guy? Look at all this stuff that's happened. Yeah. There's like no present for you. Yeah. And there's no future either. Yeah. You, you can't take. You just a, die. Curse yeah. God and die. Yeah. That's, that's the future wife. they recommended. Curse yeah. God that's and die. Life said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you live in the past. Uh, another one is you use your tragic life story to attract attention. Mm. Now it's okay to have a tragic life story, obviously, but if you're <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but if you use it in the sense of yeah, don't use it as a weapon or as to a manipulate means to people. Get manipulate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're self-absorbed. That's where self-pity. Mm. I mean, that's where it's coming from. Being self-absorbed, yeah. and you know, I'm like, let me raise my hands for that. Uh, I get self-absorbed a lot. You don't believe you're worthy of love. Like, Mm. you honestly don't. Wow. You just don't. Mm. So that needs a lot of compassion, I think. Uh, You fight against accepting reality. All right? So, like, the way that... The way that life is playing out, like, you just refuse to accept it. Um, I had an interesting thing happen happen to me that I think is tied to this. Um, I was at work and I... um, um, hauling this load into a, a, a cooler that we have and I hit it with the pallet jack and the door broke. Mm. It didn't break right away though. Like I, I'm only guessing it broke. Okay? okay. So I was going in and out several times and probably about 20 minutes later when I was going through the door, it like fell off and I was like, <laughs> uh Oh, like who did that? And then I started to think, well, did I do that? Like, I, di- I didn't see it break. <laughs> yeah. But is there any other logical explanation? So people are asking me, did you break the door? I'm like, I, I probably did. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't see it happen, so I'm not going to admit to it. And so, like, later on, the next day, I was talking with my wife about it, who wasn't there at all. But yeah. just knowing me, I told her, I was, she said, why don't you just admit you broke the door? Like, accept reality, she yeah. said. I'm like, but I didn't see it break. And if I could see it break, then I would admit. She's like, <laughs> just shaking her head, like, just accept the reality that you broke it. And so I started to think, 
that's kind of like an illustration. Like, mm. do I think that I'm so perfect or whatever yeah. that I'm not capable of breaking a door and letting everyone know that I was clumsy? Mm. You know, or I just want to try to preserve this because it's all I got, you know. Yeah. This, this, But no, just accept you're human. You make mistakes. Uh, take responsibility for it. Move on. So if you... F- find yourself fighting against accepting the reality of your life at times or even all the time then that that could be a sign of self-pity and that goes in the next one another sign is you play the victim instead of taking responsibility so you feel guilty uh, all the time so did you feel like man all i keep doing is breaking <laughs> yes. doors man Golly, i can't do anything right can't do nothing yeah. right yeah. <laughs> that's how probably the older me would have okay, okay. um, yeah, yeah. would have acted but now i'm 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 better it's like yeah, I, I and that's where okay. that's where I think if we have a narrow view of our reality, that's mm-hmm. what can cause these things. But we need to have a realistic or broad view of reality. And that is, hmm. yeah, I broke a door, but I, I'm not breaking doors all the time. I'm not being mm-hmm. clumsy. That's I'm not good. harming things or breaking things. So it's, it's, a, it's a one off thing. Yeah. You know, so. Even if I gotta, even if I gotta pay for it, like it's not the end of the world. It's not that big yeah. deal. That's the full scope of I reality. Like but, but if we have a narrow view of reality, and we block everything out, that's when the woe mm. is me starts coming out, and that's where the pity party begins. Mm. So the narrower view, the bigger the dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the bigger the world that we look, yeah, the you, smaller the dragon. You, you make the dragon disappear. Yeah, that's good. essentially. Yep. Uh, another couple that I found was um, you want to travel all the time to avoid responsibility, like physically, literally travel mm. to like get away <laughs> and to escape. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real. Just want to get away. Yeah. I'm trying to get away. Or your last one is you're overly sentimental. Mm. And senti- sentimentality can be a, like a cover for just viciousness. And maybe it's that dragon. Um, yeah. It also can be, you know, I know some people, my mother was an overly sentimental person. And, you know, I think that's just a symptom of a deeper issue. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. But I, I think it's definitely, like I said, mm-hmm. a symptom of something that's much deeper inside. Yeah. Because anytime you have something that was somebody else's possession and just the thought of it not being in your possession can cause you to cry. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man, what's wrong with you? You know, and that's how my mother yeah. was. And I know other people like that today. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. I can't identify with that. And that makes me the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I got the memory here. I don't need this mm-hmm. to remind me. But anyway. Well, maybe the BS mug. Well, yeah. not the, Yeah, I need the BS <laughs> mug, but not just some inanimate object to make me remember yeah. some loved one yeah. or some time I had. Yeah. So. All right. So last thing, steps to take, how to uh, train your dragon. Uh, and in like the movies, How to Train Your Dragon, if we think of dragon as the dragon of self-pity. Uh, but in the movies, they actually, I like this, because they use these dragons to do things for them, mm-hmm. right? To accomplish tasks, like to, to be able to fly places or do work, carry heavy things. Mm-hmm. So that's how I like to think about what we can do with a dragon of self-pity. We can actually use it to... Not in a negative way, but to help us, like to have compassion on other people, for mm-hmm. instance, yeah. rather than just pity on ourselves to have some sim- sympathy and empathy uh, for others. But so steps to take. So don't hide from yourself. Pity, like I said, be aware of it, admit it and accept it. Don't take yeah. it too seriously. Next one. Number two, know that everyone struggles. Get a realistic view of yourself 
and of the human struggle. Everyone struggles. I thought that'd be a great thing to like put on a hat or on a t-shirt. Everyone Everybody struggles. struggles. Yep. Yeah. Uh, third thing, uh, as I mentioned with King David, dare to get up after failure. Dare to give mm. up, get up after failure. Yeah. Dare to give up, get up like in John chapter five, the, the guy at the pool, dare to get up and to be healed. Allow, allow God to heal you, to touch you, mm-hmm. to give you hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let God give you joy and hope. Let him love you. Feel that. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, be grateful. There's First uh, Thessalonians 5.18 says to give thanks always. Mm-hmm. So be grateful. Learn how to give thanks. Uh, another one is go outside. When you're outside. Man, that's a big one. When you're inside, you're bigger proportionally than to your surroundings than when you're outside proportionate to yeah. your surroundings. You're small. like an ant. Yeah. yeah, you're like the ant in the world. Mm-hmm. Go outside. Get a bigger view. Be overwhelmed by nature. That's a great that's great imagery to me dealing with this because when we talk about self-pity where we're making our problems <clears throat> larger than what oh, they really yeah. are, when we go outside, we're contrasting that with us being so much smaller than everything that's going on in the world. And if I think about other world problems, mm-hmm. then it makes me see how small my problems really are. Now they're, they're realistic problems yeah, for yeah. my life and my yeah, context. Sure. So, you know, I want to validate that, yep. but in the grand scheme of things, they're really small yeah. compared to other problems and yeah. stuff that's going on in the world. So it helped me, helps me put in a proper perspective. So that's great, man. Mm-hmm. To go outside and see how small you are. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're feeling that your problems are big and insurmountable, Man, go outside and walk around and look yeah. at the grandeur of the world yeah. and think about stuff that's happening in the world and then realize that your stuff is small. It's valid mm-hmm. and it's real, but it's small and help that maybe change mm-hmm. your perspective, which in turn will help you maybe deal mm-hmm. with it better. And maybe you won't fall in the pit or if you have, maybe you, mm-hmm. you don't need so many people to help you out. Maybe you can climb out mm-hmm. yourself. Stare at a tree, stare at lilies, flowers, and remember remember Jesus' words that he promises to feed and care for. Yeah. If you live Those anywhere things. other than the Midwest, like go look at a mountain. <laughs> yes. You know, go look at an ocean. Yes. Uh, something absolutely. that's big. All we got is flat land and cornfields around yeah. here. So that's maybe looking at a big piece of land yeah. <laughs> with get, a bunch of corn. I don't know. Get a God's eye view by going up in an airplane. Yeah, I mean, that'll you know? be dope, but um, that'll take a little bit. I just that'll can't take... walk out the front door and go get an airplane, <laughs> so that might take a little more doing. But if you can, yeah. If you can. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, and take out. me, take us with <laughs> yeah. you. Like, we'll be glad yeah, to Yeah, we'll go. travel with you. Yeah, we'll travel with you. <laughs> we'll all put our problems together and we'll throw them yeah. out of the airplane. Yeah. Uh, next one, focus on the problems and needs of others. So rather than just mm. yourself, allow that dragon to give you the energy to focus on um, mm. someone else. Uh, be with animals and care for them. Man. Get a pet. Did you did did you make this stuff up or you got this from somewhere? Uh, a hodgepodge. Some, man, it's some great some stuff. Some I man. did. Some. Um, I. This is great. This man. animal one, I was very aware of it because our dog just had surgery mm, okay. uh, a week ago, and okay. he is he is tore up. He looks like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> like there's <laughs> there's more stitches on him than <laughs> wow. than the Goodyear blimp. I wow. mean, this guy, he's mm. like. Yeah, he had all so you got to care for him like a baby. Yeah, and we're like constantly feeling his ears. Is he hot? Mm. Is he infected? You know, wow. and it just and it mm. it, it, it gets your mind off things. Yeah, no, nah, that's great. And I'm worried about him, and 
I think about that about it. my dog. You know, when when I saw that, heard that, and I'm like, wow, that is so true. Like when I can go care for him or pet him or rub mm-hmm. on him or play with him, it's like I become a kid in a sense, and yeah. like everything for that moment kind of goes away. Hmm. So I need that. You know, they say, I don't know who they is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but they say that your pets represent like your soul. So like how you care, it's like a good, it's a good metaphor or an image of your soul and how you care for your pet shows how you care for yourself and for your soul. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. I'm going to think, are you harsh with it? I'm going to ponder that. Do you yell at it? I do a little bit of everything. I'm (laughs) I'm crazy. That's why he crazy then. So it makes sense. Probably is. Something to ponder. Exercise. That's another one. Hmm. Uh, as a way to steps to take uh, exercise outside with your dog would be the, the best. Pray is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few more here. Be aware of your shadow. We talked about that in mm-hmm. past episodes, but be aware of your tendency to um, uh, to go dark, to reject yourself. Just be aware of all the bad stuff and just know that it's there, but um, don't let it control your life. Um, take responsibility, advocate for yourself would be the last one. Mm. Oh, and take care of yourself as well. That, yeah. That's actually the last one. It's okay to take care of yourself. I think uh, for those who are prone to self-pity, they just, they think it's bad or wrong to take care of themselves, like mm. morally. And like, this is not true. Yeah, I mean, that's it's when you're true. in that pit, like, why take a shower? Yeah. Why, why should I expect that? I may get charged a little more for my groceries than this other person because I deserved it anyway. Yeah. I mean, it just, you yeah. keep sinking deeper. You keep digging yeah. the pit deeper and deeper is what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so I like advocate for yourself. I think, mm-hmm. you know, being a being a follower of Christ, there's that line, right, of in a Christ-like way advocating for yourself, but then should I be advocating or should I just accept what I get? You know, so there's so many different like little like yeah. rabbit holes, you can kind of go down with that. And it's like the world is going to reject you. You're in the world, but not of the world. Like all these things mm-hmm. are, are biblical truths in our lives. But it's like if I go somewhere and, you know, a person makes a mistake in in, in the checkout lane and, and charges me 50 cents more, do I just take it mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'll choose my battles and I'm not going to fight mm-hmm. this battle? Or do you say, yeah, you know, like that's 50 cents mm-hmm. or I mean, that's, that's really a poor example, but... No, it's a good example in that I think the person stuck in self-pity who's not advocating for themselves, the person so- stuck in self-pity would l- like say what you said, well, I deserve it. Uh, everything goes wrong for me. I must be, you know, you have this inner story. But if you're advocating for yourself, you could, you could, you have a couple of options. One way of doing it would be to say, hey, you know, give me my money, whatever. Another way of doing it would be to say, Say to yourself, hey, I noticed that they didn't give me my money, but I'm going to choose to let them have mm, it. Yeah. And I'm advocating for my own wishes still, but according to what you believe that God God wants you to do. Sure, yeah. So you're making a conscious choice. Yes. You know, versus I'm just gonna let yeah. this happen because I don't And like it. when Jesus tells you to turn the other cheek, it's not in the format of being a doormat. Yeah. Yep. But it's Amen. in the form of Choosing, advocating for mm-hmm. these um, 
um, principles that Jesus wants you to follow and live by. Yeah, and you're yeah. choosing that. You're advocating for that. Yeah. So that's a healthy way of doing it rather than a passive way of doing it. Yeah, And you got to fight for yourself, man. To me, when I think about when I'm having a pity party for myself, like nobody can advocate for me. You know, I have to advocate for myself. And, and that means I need to, like I say, put my put my big mm-hmm. boy pants on mm-hmm. and suck it up. And jump back into reality yeah. and get out of this funk that I'm really putting myself yeah. in, this misery loves company I'm trying to draw people in. But sometimes I want to just sit there by myself and be miserable. Yeah. And that's not healthy. And you have to. You have to advocate because don't underestimate your ability to fall into self-pity. Yeah. Like if you are stuck there, don't underestimate mm. the ability of that uh, quicksand to draw you under. You're not mm. too much for that. You're not. You're going to get sucked under. And uh, by advocating for yourself, in a sense, it's admitting that you're weak mm-hmm. and that you, if I, hey, if I'm left in this position, things are going to go really bad. So I better stand up for myself now because it's the kind of the easier way out for mm-hmm. my sin, yeah. sin, given my sinful nature. Yeah. For me, when I think about this, you know, which like the last thing on my mind is, yeah. you know, if you are a person that has other brothers and or sisters in Christ that you see maybe exhibiting some self-pity or mm. or maybe they're not being present or being this themselves that you're used to seeing, man, check in on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's good for us to be there for one another and bear one another's burdens. Um, so this ain't all about let's us think if we're in any self-pity. Oh, nope, I'm good. Check and just go on about life. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's somebody around us that is, and maybe they're not even a brother and sister in Christ. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just your neighbor or somebody at work or another family member. Like, it's good to to give a hand up sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, to help people. Because it's a serious thing, man, which can cause to depression, which could yeah. cause to, like, stress and a heart attack, could, you know, mm-hmm. cause suicide. I mean, there's nothing but negative things. Mm-hmm. A dragon will end up slaying that person, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes metaphorically and sometimes literally. Mm-hmm. It will slay you if you don't have help getting mm-hmm. out. And I think Christ, he came to help us slay the dragon of sin, right? So yeah. it has no power yeah. and control over us. And he wants us to share that message with other people yeah. um, that we don't have to be yeah. slaves to sin anymore because yeah. Christ died to yeah. free us. Yeah. And when somebody else is trapped, um, I think it's our responsibility to help them mm-hmm. understand that truth of Christ and help them get out of the, tra- mm-hmm. the trap that they're in. Yeah. Yep. You're loved. You're forgiven. It's okay. Laugh at yourself. Yeah, or you yep. can be forgiven. You can be forgiven. You know, Christ yep. has something for you yep. and it's not that pit that you're in. Yeah. Self-pity. Who Great thunk topic. Who the thunk topic. It? <laughs> it is a good topic, brother. <laughs> I do like the pit of self-pity, though. That's that's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's almost like cheesy. But I, <laughs> I said anyway because I'm a cheesy guy, so... Yeah. Thanks for joining us uh, today. I want to thank our BS crew that we have who's supporting us faithfully and believing yep. in us. And if you want to uh, know more about the uh, BS crew, go to bumperstickerfaith.com. You'll see a little tab there that says BS crew. That'll take you to our Patreon page and you can learn how to support us, whether at the single life sentence level, the mm. double life sentence level, or the triple life sentence level. And uh, we can yeah, that's, that's that the one way. I advocate for. You know, I'm always <laughs> pushing for the triple life. You know why? If you're going to go, why not go hard? They say go big or go home. Yeah. Man, go for the gusto. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All right, y'all. Have a good one, we'll man. Don't go stepping in no BS. All right. Peace.